0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Support Women in Sports. We are so excited that you're joining us today. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this episode, and I will let Alana introduce our guest.
1: Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode. Today's guest is Jackie Paquette, and she is the Associate AD and Senior Woman Administrator for Student Support. Um, Jackie, if you'd like to you know, introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about your journey in the sports industry and
2: how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thanks ladies very much. I'm excited to chat with you today. Appreciate the invite. Um, so I started in athletics actually as a sports information director. I My ultimate goal when I was growing up in high school is I wanted to be a baseball writer. And I went to college, did all of the journalistic type stuff. I was a journalism major, journalism and history dual major at Butler University in Indianapolis and ended up interning with uh, the sports information director at Butler University, Jim McGrath, and truly realized that college athletics was the place where I needed to be and where I was going to find my true passion. So after leaving Butler, I interned in the statistics department at the NCAA here in Indianapolis as well. And through a contact there, was able to get a graduate assistant position at the University of Indianapolis in the sports information office. So was a graduate assistant at UND um, for two years and then actually left for a little while, took another position at another institution, had an opportunity to come back as a full-time assistant sports information director at UND. Uh, So took that position and I've been here ever since. This is my 12th year uh, at UND. And I have sort of evolved from my sports information position through taking over our student athlete advisory committee i'm the advisor of that. And have sort of transitioned into a student athlete support role out of sports information and am now associate athletic director for student support and our senior woman administrator here at UND I have done a number of different things in my position here. Like I said, I advise SAC. I also do all of our surveying of our student-athletes. We survey our student-athletes after each of their seasons to make sure that our programs are um, giving the best student-athlete experience that we can at UND and that our institution is giving our student-athletes the best experience that we can. And that's something I really enjoy and that's something that truly means something to me is the experience our student-athletes are having when they come to UND. I currently oversee our baseball, men's soccer, and wrestling programs, so that's I oversee three men's sports um, and work closely with them. I work super closely with our wrestling program. I'm director of operations for our wrestling program and actually just finished a term on the Division II Wrestling Championships Committee, um, which I was the chair the last two years. So, I work closely with uh, the Wrestling Media, National Wrestling Media Association. I'm a vice president in that organization. And I also serve on the academic committee of the National Wrestling Coaches Association. And I'm also on the NCAA Division II Women's Lacrosse Regional Advisory Committee and uh, our Diversity and Inclusion Committee within our conference, the Great Lakes Valley Conference.
0: That is a a lot of experience. Lot. That is a stacked resume. Um, before we get into like the whole wrestling side of things, because like we definitely want to get into that, uh, just like a quick question. Like you've been at U of Indy for, for 12 years and you've been working with a lot of student athletes directly. So like during your time there, like how have you seen women's sports like grow and change?
2: Um, I think that I think that women's sports, even in the last 10 years, have taken on a different even a a different sort of role and a different sort of mindset, you know, obviously coming up through, you know, the nineties, there was Pat summit at Tennessee, right. Who was this terrific role model for all women in sports and truly a trailblazer in coming up and showing that, you know, women's, that a woman can do this um, and a woman can, you know, be at this high level and, you know, have a son and, you know, still balance those things and be the best coach in basketball and I think that that was a really really big pivotal point for women in sports and then I think we've just really sort of carried that on in the number of women that are breaking the glass ceiling of you know the number of women that are athletic directors the number of women that are conference commissioners the number of women that are in these high-ranking positions at all levels of intercollegiate athletics And I think that there's a lot of great organizations uh, like yours that are out that are out pushing for these things to happen. Another great one is Women Leaders in College Sports, um, formerly known as NACWA. They um, terrific, terrific education for women, terrific programming for women in college sports that just really pushes, uh, pushes women to be the best they can be and really empowering stuff to show women that it is possible to be everything that you want to be and um, truly be able to have the career that you want to have.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what's huge. And like you said, a reason why we started all of this, like the whole platform obviously was to show women, like if you can see her, you can be her. One of our podcast guests said that a couple of weeks ago, and that was really awesome. Um, So like you have so many years and of course you've seen it all um progress and change. what are some of the most groundbreaking women that you've seen in the sports industry whether that's like athletes admin positions college athletics anything of that sort that really stood out to you
2: um so like i said before pat summit i think was a big one and i think she's a big one for any woman in college sports um there have been a lot you know here at UND, I was given my chance and given my opportunity by a woman, Dr. Sue Willie. She just retired last year after 45 years at UND. Um, she did a ton of tremendous service, not only to UND, but to the NCAA and to um, tons of organizations around the country. You know, she was a, she was a coach as well and uh, for many years and just truly showed that a woman can do that and a woman can run a program that is consistently one of the best in division two um there's terrific women currently carrie becker at uh grand valley state she's the uh, current athletic director at grand valley state and she runs the best program in division two they win the director's cup every year they are the best program in division two um and i think that it is women like that who are showing that strong women can be in these positions and can run these departments and truly um bring people to excellence just like a male a male can even though it's not necessarily the not necessarily the role we have always thought to see women in people need to get comfortable with women in these roles yeah
0: for sure and I guess like going off of that too like you're a woman a woman in wrestling and like how has that been in that process I know that you've done a lot of research so if you could just kind of go into that experience
2: sure um so wrestling is something that I sort of actually fell into by accident. So I come from a very, very small town in Illinois, where we don't even have wrestling at the high school level, um, still to this day at that high school. And uh, so I didn't see a wrestling match until I came to UND, actually, because Butler University doesn't have a wrestling program either. And was given wrestling as a sports information sport and learned the sport on the fly and sort of fell in love with the sport and um we hired a new coach when I made my return to UND we hired a new coach, Jason Morphin, and he brought in a graduate assistant, Bob Rubek. And those two are still here today. And it's truly those two that I have uh to thank for this because they, you know, have allowed me to be such a big part of our program and really have allowed me to learn and uh grow into my role in the sport. Um I do a ton of research around the sport right now, I actually work with the National Wrestling Coaches Association to maintain an archive of Division II's history. So I did a project and found all of the brackets from every Division Two wrestling tournament. and We were able to archive those digitally online. Did a project to find all of the previous rankings of D2 Wrestling back to 1994, those are all online. Um, did a project to find all the academic All-Americans for the last 30 years. And we were able to put those online so other people can use these and bolster the sport and truly put the history of the sport out there because uh, wrestling isn't a sport that you necessarily think of at the forefront of everything. And so uh, to give the sport as much of a push as we can and to truly let uh, these institutions connect with their alums and find All-Americans they didn't know they had and truly be able to showcase the history of their institution hopefully we can save some of these programs and hopefully add a few more or maybe get a few back uh, division two wrestling is at 63 programs right now it actually was at an all-time low in 2002 of 39 programs so we're seeing a huge resurgence and that's actually what my dissertation work is on is the fluctuation of division II wrestling uh, over the last 20 years and why and how we can keep that resurgence going, how we can look at the future sustainability of the sport. So wrestling is a huge, huge part of my life. And it's a, it's a, it is a world that I enjoy. And it is a world that isn't, there are not many women in, but it is uh, certainly, certainly fun to be a woman in this world. And we actually have a group of women uh, that do various things in the sport, and ha- that we sort of banded together, and we have sort of a uh, sort of an empowering friendship outside of the work that we do in the sport. Um, and so, you know, from the announcer for D two Nationals, Dorothy Mayab, who's terrific and has been a part of the sport at all levels for so many years, to um, a few athletic trainers that we are very, very fortunate to have in Division two, and Jess Beddolucci over at Wheeling, and Paige Simonello over at Ashland and down to, you know, we've got young women that I have brought into the sport through working our events here at the University of Indianapolis. And, you know, we're very fortunate that, you know, I've got Lake and Detweiler and Jackie Lou that come and work all of our events here and have now worked division two nationals. And so that's a big, big deal to me is bringing women into the sport because it's not a sport where there traditionally are very many.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I definitely feel like when I think of wrestling, it's definitely a male-dominated sport. Um, so it's amazing just to hear all the names you've even mentioned of all those different women that are involved. Um, it being a men's sport, how do you see women's wrestling with all the research and all the, that you know about it? Um, how do you see like that development and how, the growth that could potentially happen and hopefully will in the future?
2: So women's wrestling is going to help men's wrestling. Is what is what the situations in be. A lot of the a lot of the issues with men's wrestling, with programs being cut um, in throughout the 90s, even the early 2000s, had to do with Title IX and people claiming they were cutting for Title IX compliance and truly not just understanding the three prongs of Title IX. Um, so by adding those women's programs, though, you can you can add a women's program, and a men's program at the same time, whereas that what didn't used to be the case in wrestling. Um, The NCAA, we just recently got women's wrestling as an emerging sport within the NCAA, which is huge. Um, Just within the last year, that vote has happened. And so women's wrestling becoming an NCAA sport is even bigger for men's wrestling in respect to uh, being able to sustain men's programs by adding women's programs as well. And then also just being able to bolster women in the sport. There are so many amazing women that wrestle um you know we in our conference we have a very long-standing women's program over at sam schmitz's program over at mckendry and yeah, had uh, i've had the opportunity to go over and run tournaments for them and just the amazing just seeing these women and the the work that they're putting in it's it's the same as the men and it's just not a sport where they have had the opportunity before and i think it's absolutely amazing that we are in a place now Um, where we can give them those opportunities, and give them those opportunities, uh, getting to be at the same, at the same level as the men, and I'm just, I'm really, really excited for that, and really, really excited for the, uh, for the young ladies that are going to get opportunities as a result of this.
0: That's amazing. Um, That's awesome. I know that you mentioned, so, like, wrestling is an NCAA emerging sport. I've heard that term tossed around a few times, I guess, and, like, I kind of know what it is, but I don't necessarily have that full scope. So could you just kind of explain, like, what that NCAA process is and then maybe some other, like, women's emerging sports that are being talked about right now,
2: too? So the other big one that's being talked about right now is acrobatics and tumbling. Um, And that's a big women's one. Triathlon has also been in there as well. And so basically the emerging sport process is the sport usually through – national organizations. So a big part of women's wrestling becoming an emerging sport was pushed through the national wrestling coaches association. Um, Excuse me, where that the sport bands gets a committee together and works to get the sport to be recognized as an emerging sport. So it was voted on by divisions one, two, and three, to become an emerging sport. And what it is is that they, of women's wrestling now has 40 sorry has to reach 40 programs in order to be recognized as a championship sport and so what it would be was it would it would be a division one two and three combined championship um they actually wrestled an ncaa championship last year so just a championship of the ncaa schools last year for the first time ever um, up in michigan but it will not be officially recognized as an ncaa sport until they reach those, those 40 programs. Uh, currently, behind the scenes of all that, the, the sport is now working to use, utilize NCAA rules. So as a part of the emerging sport process, the administrators and the group that brought that forward, there's a rule book for women's wrestling that they are actually following that's pretty close to the men's rules as well, um, and falls within the umbrella of all of the other, all of the other NCAA sports. So they have 10 years. In which they can be on the emerging sport list to grow to that 40 programs. Um, they're pretty close. Women's wrestling's pretty close. It's in the it's in the 30s, it's in the high thirties um of programs that are NCAA across the nation. And so they're gonna get there. Um, but that's sort of the emerging sport process, is they have 10 years after being on the list to then reach that program threshold and become an NCAA recognized championship. And then once they once they get more programs, they can become, they can split into division one, two, II, and three, should they reach those marks.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I guess like just another quick follow-up question. Are there any men's programs on this emerging um, sports list right now? And then like what NCAA sports currently have gone through that process? So it's
2: current, It, it it's, it's truly, it's a process that was put into. don't, I don't know if this is necessarily 100% accurate, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. put into place to bring sports forward for women okay um, rugby women's rugby has been on the list I know um, I can't think of many other sports that have been on the list but there have been a number that have gone through try like I said triathlon is a mm-hmm. big up-and-coming sport right now um, also because triathlon doesn't cost very much money to have right so even as it is yeah. looking at the bottom line Triathlon is something that's easy to do. Um, competitive cheer, which is different than acrobatics and tumbling. Stunt is different. Um, those are all things that have actually been talked about as applying for the emerging sport process. And again, there's it's a banding together of organizations to do that. Wrestle Like a Girl is a big organization um, nationwide that was a big part of the push to get women's wrestling to the emerging sports status.
1: Awesome. Okay. I know that um when I was at Arizona State, we had a club lacrosse team, and I want to say that they're now an official team for ASU. Um, so as someone who you mentioned previously, you're kind of more involved with lacrosse. How have you seen
2: that sport grow? And... Lacrosse is actually blowing up. Lacrosse is the fastest growing sport in the country. Um wow. both men's and women's it's a it's a and it's sort of a push from the east coast over right the east coast over to the west across the nation you know when i started at und we didn't sponsor lacrosse we actually added lacrosse i think five years ago now um both men's and women's six years ago maybe and we at that time didn't have we hardly had any high school programs in the in indiana in the Central Indiana, area, now everybody has high school programs, yeah. and you know, we were one of the first schools in our conference to have lacrosse, and now more than half of our conference has lacrosse in just that time. And so I think that that is a sport that is quickly growing. It's also a sport that is allowing um, is allowing recruitment from different areas. Like that was a big thing. That was a big thing for us. You know, our women's lacrosse program has more has about a dozen student athletes that are from New York. You know, there there wouldn't be much call for for students to come to the University of Indianapolis from New York. Um, It's not necessarily someone someone who lives in New York, probably not necessarily where they're thinking they're going to go, right? Um, But our lacrosse program has allowed us that avenue for the recruitment to different parts of the country and to different student-athletes and bringing different student-athletes to our campus. And uh, lacrosse is blowing up it's truly blowing up, and I think that it's provided a ton of opportunities for student athletes um, at all levels.
0: Yeah, lacrosse is crazy. Like, I've seen it, I feel like I've noticed it a ton within the past five years, especially. Um, I grew up in Indianapolis area, like, lacrosse was not a thing when I was a kid growing up there. Um, One of my little cousins now, like, she plays lacrosse and she's like pretty good at it. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I wish I could have gotten like involved in that sport when I was younger. So it's really cool to see how it's growing and just like all areas. And I think- Yeah, it wasn't even on anybody's radar.
2: I don't even yeah. think like a decade ago. And now, like you said, it's, it's truly just a, like another sport that everyone has now. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that's amazing to see that growth and to even see that growth in athletics as a whole, like we like to see that growth, obviously, because we know the great things that being a student athlete offers for a student, you know, like student athletes graduate at higher rates than regular student body does. Student athletes are retained at institutions at a higher level than regular um, than the regular student population is. Um, And we all know the things that being a part of a team and being in athletics can teach someone as well. And in many cases, there's you know the the athlete may need the sport more than the sport needs the athlete. Um, yeah. and I think that that's that's such a unique part of sport and a unique thing that we are able to provide someone um, through work in intercollegiate athletics.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. i I was actually a walk on student athlete at the University of Minnesota, and like being able to like find a home within athletics uh, really completely like changed my life, and I was like really thankful for that opportunity. So I guess I gotta ask too, like being from Indianapolis, like obviously Indianapolis has like a great sports scene. So like, what are some of like the positives of being in like a really awesome, like sports community, obviously NCAA offices are down the road, um, a lot of professional teams and, and all of that.
2: Where like India is an awesome sports town. It's, it's really terrific to be here for so many reasons. One, we have the NCAA as a resource right here. Uh, you know we are very fortunate where we can get folks from the NCAA to speak to our student athletes all the time to speak in classes. Um, you know our our student athletes have the opportunity to go down and volunteer at various events that the Indy Sports Corp is bringing events here all the time. Obviously, COVID's a bit of a mess right now, but usually they're bringing events here all the time. You know where yeah. they have the opportunity to go down to Bankers Life Fieldhouse or to Lucas Oil Stadium and work large scale events you know there's always an NCW a d one March Madness regional here or first round or final four. there's always a championship here and mm-hmm. it's it's just a fun atmosphere to be a part of you know the Big Ten brings their basketball championships here. Um, okay. It's just a fun fun city to be a part of and it's really great for our students to be able to learn from that. So we have a great sport management program here at the University of Indianapolis. Um, terrific professors over there, terrific uh, department folks. Jennifer Van Sickle um, is a professor who's provided a ton of opportunities to our student-athletes and and our students in working with the Indiana Sports Corp and getting these students the opportunity to volunteer and learn from other people in sports. We have a master's program here at UND as well, specifically in sport management. Um, I actually have my master's from our program in sport management here at UND and because of the great sports city we live in we are able to have co-instructors for each of the classes in that program that are mm-hmm. practitioners within the city so we have folks from the NCAA that pair with professors and teach you know we have folks um, that work at different organizations all over the city we have so many different sports organizations obviously IndyPar you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the Indianapolis 500, a little bit of a big deal around here. Um, (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. We've had, you know, so many of the (laughs) USA, you know, USA track and field is here. USA Gymnastics was here. You know, like there's so many different organizations that also call this city home. And so it is, it's really cool to work in sports in Indy. It's a really good group of people and really good opportunities available.
0: Yeah, no, Indy's awesome. I actually accepted a job with the Colts out of college, but due to COVID, things decided to had other plans. But it's a it's a great town and, and all of that.
2: COVID's COVID's yeah. making a lot of people have <laughs> a lot of different plans.
0: It's okay. I ended up getting my dream job, so it worked out. Life works out. Guys, <laughs> can't hate
2: that. <laughs>
1: So, Jackie, I know that you mentioned um, on your stacked resume, as we say, um, with all the different things you're involved in, diversity and inclusion, I feel like, is a very hot topic right now, past even just women in sports diversity-wise, like, you know, people of color, different backgrounds, different experiences, everything. So what do you do, particularly in your job, um, to kind of promote that, and what do you hope to, I guess, accomplish,
2: you know, down the road? So obviously, a huge topic right now. Obviously, terrific injustices in the world uh, in the recent past, right? and uh, the long past of our country. So our in response to these things, you know, our conference jumped right onto a great initiative around diversity and inclusion, and they're focusing on listen, learn, love, and lead and through that um, initiative they've created a conference-wide diversity and inclusion committee which i'm fortunate enough to be a part of Uh, they've already put out a couple psa's and a couple of um, features and a couple they have a terrific resource site and i think that it is fantastic that our conference has jumped on in the great lakes valley conference has jumped on this initiative and is truly doing something about it um on our campus as a whole we actually have a student athlete diversity and inclusion committee that we have just begun as well. And we want to give our student athletes the ability to use their voice, uh, You know, whether it be around race, whether it be around religion, um, uh, sexual orientation, disability. Uh, we want our student athletes to be able to use their voice and to be able to tell us what needs to be changed and help us incite that change on our campus and in our community so i'm very fortunate to be able to work with that group as well because we have a terrific group of young people that have just amazing voices and it's it's truly awesome to be able to see them use them and to help them use them and i think that we have a lot of good things that will come out of that and out of fostering them using that voice our campus as a whole is actually working around diversity and inclusion right now as well. We have a new diversity and inclusion officer on our campus who is providing amazing educational resources and has a full campus-wide diversity and inclusion committee to fix everything from the construction of inclusive bathrooms to hiring processes on our campus.
0: I'm just like, it's awesome that you guys are just kind of like, helping student athletes use their voice um, on a lot of these issues that are going on in society. Like, I think it's really important. Like as a former athlete, I know Minnesota is um, doing a lot right now with their their student athletes. So that's awesome to see. Uh, yeah. Sure. I think we're going to wrap things up. We do like to kind of keep these around like 30-ish, 40-ish minutes unless it's a group one. But thank you so much for coming on. It was great to talk to you. I loved hearing all about the wrestling stuff because, personally, I don't know a ton about wrestling. So that was really interesting to me. And we've had a lot of people reach out um, asking about wrestling. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I really haven't, like, touched that. Like, obviously, Minnesota had a very good wrestling program. But it wasn't, like, one of the sports kind of that uh, I worked with frequently.
2: One of uh, Indiana's best wrestlers is actually up at Minnesota right now. Brayton Lee will be uh, in his second year up there. Um, oh, but, yeah, yes. No, w- uh, women's wrestling is – women's wrestling is going to, it's going to blow up soon. There's, Good. You know, even from the high school level on down to, you know, the Wrestle Like a Girl is working to sanction the sport at the high school level uh, mm-hmm. across the board right now. And they're over halfway there. And there are still so many sports that are working to sanction and to have a, a specific girls wrestling championship tournament at the high school level. And so obviously as those things continue on and those things get sanctioned and get put into place, that's just going to be better for the college level of the sport as well.
1: Is wrestling like a girl a foundation? Sorry, like this is on topic. Is it like a foundation to donate to? Because I know that Sydney and I have like talked about kind of like a fundraising kind of thing just to help youth sports development.
2: Yeah. So wrestle wrestle like a girl is an organization that works to basically they work as an advocate for women's wrestling. Uh, basically in the united states as a whole um their founder is a former world team member who is awesome sally roberts and she has a crew of amazing people and they are working with these various states to sanction um at the high school level is their big push right now but yeah they definitely they do um they do they run fundraising stuff and like people donate to them and oh, that's that. what my amazon smile goes to actually okay cool we really appreciate the
1: information we're trying to you know give back obviously because we're trying to just sports but yeah anyways i mean thank you again jackie we really appreciate it i know i learned a lot just hearing you talk the last 30 minutes so i really appreciate it
2: yeah no absolutely happy um happy to talk and thank you very much for supporting women in sports we truly truly appreciate it we need all the support we can get thank you yep y'all have a good day. You too. Yeah,
0: you as well.